What's up everybody? Welcome to another week of The Bible Boys. My name is James. And I'm Pip. It's so good to be back this week. Second week of season four. That's right. 2021 yes. has kicked off with a bang. That's it. And it's a hot day today. It is. But we're in a, a cool room. Coolish. Coolish. That's right. Uh, so I'm loving life. That's it. Right and Pip, you know, we're back with the Bible Boys, but you're also back here at St. Paul's. That's right. In this in this building that I'm no longer a member of. That's right. How uh, does that feel for you? It feels uh, it feels like I've moved out of my parents' place, mm-hmm. and this is the first kind of you know lunch. Oh yeah. Kind of trip back. That's right. Um, but no, no, it's good. It's good. So I'm at Penrith now Penrith Anglican yes so we've had we've had a lot of uh two changes two big changes so far we moved house yes on Tuesday you moved we moved on Tuesday yes and that it went pretty smoothly so I'm very thankful to God for that we we hired movers they came in helped us with boxes Mm -hmm. helped us disassemble and reassemble our bed yeah right because to be honest that's not my (laughs) strong suit so we asked them for a special request and they did that no worries um so that all went, you know, pretty... That was one move? That was one move. Moved to Penrith, had our first Sunday there last Sunday. Four services in, in one day. Wow. 7.30, 9.30, 11.15, 30 p.m. You went to all of them? Went to all of them. You and self went to all of them? Yeah. Wow. And had lunch with the rector in yes. between third yes. and last. But think from now on, we'll just be going to two services, okay. 9.30 and 6.30. Um, but the people there are lovely. That's great. Very welcoming. It's a really nice church. Um, yeah, they're, they're doing really well. Um, yeah, but it's a different vibe to St. Paul's. Right. Try to try to articulate that somehow. So I guess, like, I mean, it's a smaller church. Yeah. So I think they've got about, uh, you know, 200 to 300 people. Mm-hmm. During COVID, it's, it's been less. Um their night church ministry mm-hmm. is about like uh, 10 people mm-hmm. um, minus kind of student ministers and staff. Mm-hmm. And so whereas at St. Paul's, like night church was my main yeah. group and I'd be able to mingle with like four or five groups of people. Yes, um, It felt a bit strange, like, you know, talking to, you know, three or four people in, in a circle and that was kind of like, you know, yes. that was the night. Um, but it, it was it was still really nice yeah, to great. get to know those people a bit better. Now, what was your favourite get-to-know-you question? Because I assume there were some get-to-know-you questions. Yeah, um, like an easy one is like, oh, what what's their, what do you get up to, um, you know, for fun in, in Penrith? Yeah, nice. You know, what do you do for fun in Penrith? Right, right, right. Um, not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? There's a Kurong in Penrith. Is there really? Yeah, yeah. there's one of the Kurong officers. That, well, that's a wild time. That's right. It's they, a raging. That's it. They have um. They have a few things. They have um. Aqua golf, I think. Yeah. Right. Um, which is cool. I've since uh, finishing MTS, I've been to the driving range oh. at Dural and Thornley with some boys. Like, yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit far from Penrith, though. It is a bit far, but I'm thinking if I hone my skills in yeah. Sydney, Yes, I'll be able to go to Penrith and really show them what's what. Yeah, you right. Know? There you go. Bring in another skill. That's it. That's right. A way of relating with people. That's it. I think I heard someone once say, um, at least for ministry in Australia, if you know about footy, mm. gardening, mm. Uh, movies, yes, and sewing, you can talk to anyone. Sewing? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like... 25% of the population so that you secretly just know as a sign. Oh, and the idea is that 
uh, most you cover the demographics yeah. in that yeah. way. So, but golf, yeah. golf may be one of them yeah. as well. I feel like this. If Jesus was walking the earth today, yes, I reckon he'd take his twelve disciples golfing because there's lots of parables right. that you could probably pull. I'm like, that's know, right. You know, that's right. The ball is your soul. Mm-hmm. The hole is heaven, and in order to get there, you were not competent to do it. That's right. Because you're really bad at this. That's right. But give it to me. Bang, hole in one. Yes. And everyone's like, oh man, Jesus is That's really amazing. Good. And, you know, you say to the ball, just go home. Just go just go to your home. <laughs> you too good for your home. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Listeners, if you don't know what that is, that's a reference to the Adam Sandler Oscar winning classic. Happy Gilmore. Potentially the best movie of all time. <laughs> potentially. Yeah. Uh, not actually, but potentially. Potentially. In some people's minds. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Oh, that's yeah, right, Yeah, so lots happening. Yeah. Feeling a bit, like, weary. Uh, classes start in, you know, 10 days or something like that. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to getting into it. I, um, I've had a, two faux pas oh, so do far. Do tell. And, uh, so we're living in Moore West. Mm-hmm. Moore College has this you know, block of units in Parramatta. So it's like a little Moore community. That's right. Posted on the Facebook page, I needed some um, straps to like move something, so I was just gonna ask people for it. I said, um, "Hey Mormons, <laughs> <laughs> one word hyphen hyphen yeah. more hyphen, or maybe it was just one word more months, okay. but spelled with more. It got a laugh react. It got a care react. Yes. It got someone commenting saying that's gold. Yes." But for a community of like 20 people, yes. they expect a bit more uptake in the, yes. in the reaction. So I'm sure there's some people who saw them and were like, who's this guy? Yeah, who is right. this guy? It's your first introduction. <laughs> that's it, you know. Yeah. And I blew it. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. Hey, let's put it this way. Um, a great man once said, mm. if everyone's opinion of you is rock bottom, it's yeah. only up from here. Yeah. So. Was that person an absolute loser? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway. Uh, second faux pas. Yes. I went into the study hall. Yeah. And I was like, this big, I felt like it was this um, momentous moment. I'm like, this is where I'm going to be doing hard theological study for the next four years. So I went, like, I unlocked it late yesterday, Arvo, probably around 5.30, right before dinner. Opened it up, the sun was shining through the window. I looked around at the desks, at the books on the shelf, you know, a bit of dust in the air. I was like, you know, breathed it in. I was like, yeah. And then the, <laughs> the uh, security alarm went off. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> You set it off. I set it off because you have to put in the code oh. when you go in. But it's not like, so, you know, it's not like a 30 second one. It's like a five second one because yeah. it's right next to the door. So I was like, next time I'll set the alarm and then do my kind of, Look around the That's room. right. So you know the code. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Good. Oh, I know the code. You oh. know the code. <laughs> oh yeah. That's right. Oh, that's great, man. Now, I'm so excited for you, and Thank it's you. gonna be great to hear about your experiences at college, yeah. your faux pas at college, that's what you're it. learning at college. Yeah. yeah. But one of the things that we've been able to do is through ministry training, we've actually learned quite a bit about ministry. Yes. As well, and so one of the things that we will be doing over the next few weeks is. Uh, maybe this will become a long-running segment. It's just sharing one sort of insight, uh, ministry skill, th- uh, seeing how our theology and our practice meet together. Cool. That'd be a good thing for us to do. So nice. I'll kick us off this week. Yeah, what you got for us, James? Because I'm looking for some ministry tips, and I hear <laughs> you're the guy. <laughs> I hear that uh, we've had 
both a great ministry training experience. Okay, let's do a little plug for MTS, That's shall right. we, while we're at it? No, That's right. Well, what have you got for us, James? Well, I actually just want to share um, something that I shared last night. So last night I had a ministry partnership event to thank a number of our ministry supporters for myself and Viv. One of the things I got to share was uh, over the course of the last two years, I was really tested in whether I really believed that justification is through faith alone. Mm-hmm. Because justification, knowing that I'm declared righteous by God, seen as perfect in his sight, even though I'm not, um, that frees you to be able to do things in ministry, to make choices without being paralyzed by, will I be liked? Mm. Will I be affirmed? Mm. Will I be thanked? Yeah. Another thing on that is, you know, early last year, um, there were some things that were, uh, I, I found out that there was uh, one person at church who was actually sharing some things about me that wasn't true. Right. And so, which is, which is slander, right? Um, and I was really tested there which, to go, do I actually believe that I'm justified through faith alone? Mm. Or am I going to have my entire inner peace shaken and rocked because... Because I went around telling people... <laughs> yeah, it was, it was you! Your, your chess it? grandmaster. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. But no. <laughs> but it wasn't you. It wasn't Pip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's the thing as well. That, you know, are you, are you actually at peace with the fact that you know who you are before God? Because mm. God knows who you are in His Son. Mm. And that can be a huge difference in ministry. But between someone who is um, uh, never able to make hard choices or offend people. Um, and, and perhaps even the same person is someone who you know, needs to be a control freak with what people are saying about him or her. Mm. Right? Always worrying, always um, unsettled if there's something being said. Mm. Um, the difference between that sort of person and someone who um, carries on, uh, is able to make good, difficult choices and also someone who recognizes that people will speak um, and that doesn't have to rock your peace before them. Mm. So my ministry tip that I, that I want to share this week is um, justification through faith alone isn't just how you are saved, it's how you are sustained through mm. a lifetime of service. Yeah, nice. That's awesome. That's yeah. really good, man. That's really encouraging. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, you're... Just as an analogy, I guess if you're uh, working at a company or if you belong to a company, yes, your kind of your confidence that comes from the person who's I guess in charge, yeah, of you and your future of the hiring, the firing, the whether you're in, whether you're out, and if that person loves you and wants you in and is like fighting for you, mm. then you have that confidence even if you you know, there you have some colleagues, yes, who might not you know be on the same page as you necessarily yeah that's right yeah Yeah. i'm looking forward to hearing what you might have to share next yeah for sure a ministry practice insight yes where practice meets theology that's right Mm. yeah but also i think this is an example of one where you know even if our listeners aren't uh involved in formal paid ministry all of us uh, who follow Jesus want to serve God with our lives wherever mm. we may find ourselves and so I think that we'll find that a lot of these things that we've learned are applicable in a variety of situations yeah yeah well. nice and nice. derived from the Bible yeah because we are the Bible boys we are the Bible boys after all that's right there we go mm. cool and we've got another segment that we want to do you want to do this now let's do it right now okay so the segment is guess who 
20 questions. 20 questions. Guess who? So I'm going to think of a character, a person, a, or an event from the Bible. Is that right? Person or event? Person, event. It could be a book. Could be a concept, but could it be a place. Could be a place, but each week we have to say what it is first because we don't want that to be one of the twenty questions. Okay. So today. Oh right, right. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna go for a person. You're going today. for a person today. Okay. Um, let me just let me just have a little thinky think. That's right. And listeners, you are invited to um, play along as well. There may be points when we are playing this game where you will be screaming at your podcast app or at YouTube saying. Come on, James. How come you couldn't guess that? Come on, surely you know it's Melchizedek, yeah. for example. Oh, uh, good old Mel. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Mel Gibson. <laughs> Mel is, I can't even do it. Mel is short for Melchizedek. Mel? Alright, alright, alright. I won't... Okay, okay. Um, alright, I think Maybe I've... an easier one for the sure, first sure, week. Sure, sure, sure. Yep, okay. I've... Uh, pretty sure I've got it. Now, this might test my Bible knowledge as well. All right. Because, like, if you ask me questions, I might have to be like, Whoa. And you know what? I think that we will establish a set of questions that yeah. will become pretty standard. Yeah. So, the, so, we'll start. You got the person? I think, okay, I've picked the person. All right, here we go. So, guess who? Yeah, okay. Uh, first question. Um, is this person from the Old Testament? No. Okay. The New Testament person. Uh, is this person... Was this person around... Um, in the Gospels? Yes. Okay, good. It's two. That's two. Is this person one of the twelve disciples? No. Oh, okay. Very. Uh, is this person one of the leaders in the time of Jesus? Leaders. So leaders, I mean like um, leaders in society? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, is this person... Did this person have a personal interaction... With Jesus. Yes. Oh. That's five. You're, you're, you've narrowed it down significantly. I have, haven't I? Yes. Okay. You're doing well. Um, uh, is this person listed in the Apostles' Creed? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 I think I got it. Yeah, I think I got it. Is this person responsible for Jesus' death? Yeah, you could say that, yeah. Yeah, is this Pontius Pilate? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, well done, well done. <laughs> Eight questions. Oh, that was really good. Like Eight it? questions. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's good. There you go. So, listeners, you will be playing Guess Who each week. Oh, man. How did you get that in eight questions? <laughs> right. Every single question was, like, directly leading to... I was just trying to narrow it down. Because if you said no to the um, Jesus' life one, I would have gone, okay, so it's, you know, epistles. What, what was your next... If you got Old Testament, what would have been your next question after Old Testament? Um, uh, is... So was this person around pre-Moses or oh, in the time of Moses? Oh, okay. Because that gets used to like the patriarchs. Yes, yeah. Uh, Genesis. Yeah. Um, and then time of Moses. And if it was no for both, yep. then I'd go to the time of David. Ah. So sort of major periods. Okay, yeah. excellent. Yeah, so Abraham, Moses, David, anyway. Nice, mate. You're killing it. This is a spiritual gift you've got. <laughs> Bible guess who. Bible guess who. That's it. Do you reckon Jesus played this with his disciples? And, and te- teaching them. He taught them from all the scriptures. It's like, it's like, no, he wasn't David. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens next week. And um, yeah, good fun. Cool. Good fun. Um, I think it's time for us to share what we've been reading in the Bible. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So... 
Uh, do you want to go first or shall I go first? Or? You can go first, Pip. Okay. Um, so I've been just looking at a few different places to do with um, evangelism. Yes. Because I'm reading, like, I'm reading kind of in conjunction with thinking about mission. Um, and I've been reading this book, John, John Dixon's um, The Best Kept Secret of mm. Christian Mission, yes. which you recommended. Yes, a while ago. Yes, and it's um, it's the popular level version of his PhD thesis, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So he was looking at um, yeah. What does the Bible actually say about mission mm-hmm. and evangelism and our motivation? So, um, a few verses that he he kind of drew out and that I kind of went and read and and, and thought about. Mm-hmm. One was Matthew, uh, twenty eight. Mm-hmm. So this is like a classic. Um, a classic verse that people will say, you know, uh, attached to our mission as Christians to evangelize mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And I guess the question is, um, what is the reason for, for sharing our faith? Mm. Um, now, like, if you ask the average Christian that, they might say, well, we want to save people from hell. We, we don't want people to perish. We want people to go to heaven and have eternal life. Mm-hmm. It's a rescue mission. Mm-hmm. That's why we do it. So John um, Dixon, you know, talks about um, Matthew 28, the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. And he said, and he kind of challenges us to, to look at what the, what the um, motivation is. Okay, so let me read 16 to the end. So it says, The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the end of the age. So I guess we see Jesus, he doesn't say, go and make disciples, um, and, and kind of rescue people from death to life, from hell to heaven. He starts with, all authority has been given to me on heaven and on earth. Mm. Therefore, go and make disciples. Yes. So, the fact that Jesus is Lord is the motivation to go out. It's a, it is a rescue mission, but it's a, also a reality mission. It's kind of sharing that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is really the King. He really has conquered death. He really has conquered sin. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's um, yeah. If you believe that as a Christian, and if you think that is real, that's a reality, then evangelism is a not just a rescue mission. It's also a reality mission. So that's his point. If you turn to. Um, 1 Peter 3.15, I believe. Mm-hmm. 1 Peter 3.15. Um, it says, um, In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. So again, we see, like, I mean, often people will say, always be prepared to, to give a defense for the reason, for the hope that you have. Give, give, always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope you have. And so that's often used as a, as a, uh, a sentence, pro-evangelism, you know, you know got to be ready to evangelize, got to be ready to kind of defend the faith. 
But again, what's the motivation? And I think I've often missed this, um, you know, the start of verse 15, um, in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Mm. So if, you, if you're a Christian and you believe Christ as Lord and you revere him as Lord, there's a bit of uh, there's a, that sense of awe, that sense of respect, uh, reverence, that Jesus is Lord and your master, um, that will drive you to want to defend your faith in him. Mm. So it's interesting that often our motivations for evangelism, uh, we would express them as horizontal motivations. We want to save people. Mm-hmm. But there's also this vertical element. We want to revere Jesus mm-hmm. as Lord. We want to accept him as Lord. You also see, I feel like you also see this in the Ten Commandments. We don't need to go there. But the first, the first commandments are about God being God mm. and not having other gods before God. And it's only when you kind of grasp that you'll be able to live out the rest of the commandments, which are about, you know, more horizontal... You get commandments about horizontal uh, behaviour. Yes. Uh, horizontal relationships. I just thought that, that was really interesting. Yeah. That's no, that's a really, really helpful uh, tidbit to share. Yeah. I think, yeah, the idea that the, the reason often that New Testament gives us for speaking about Jesus is the reality of who Jesus is. Mm, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that is the core of the good news. It's that Jesus is the Lord. He is the one who has all authority yeah. in heaven yeah. and on earth. Yeah. But that, yeah, that, that phrase so has been kind of bouncing around my head. It's not just a rescue mission. It's a reality mission. Yeah. And I think that, that in a sense, that um, it can make you uncomfortable, that mm-hmm. sentiment. Uh, and it can make me uncomfortable because a lot of the time, like, you know, you know, play this game in my head where it's like, you know, um, for, for people to be, uh, be Christian, you know, means that to, to have faith in Jesus means that they can go to heaven. Therefore, that, that truth is what gives me the boldness to kind of just be pretty, you know, um, bold in terms of sharing my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's not, it's not just that. It's also, yeah, knowing that Jesus is Lord, he's the master, he deserves it. Um, in a, in a pluralist society, that kind of idea is very, um, I guess, uh, controversial and I guess sometimes hard, hard to really believe in your own heart. Mm. This is reality. Therefore I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Yeah, that's right. Um, to believe in like yeah absolute truth and to and to believe that you've you've nailed it in terms of your own philosophy of uh, how things work, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to do, and so I think, you know, it's tempting just to be to be a bit agnostic when it comes to evangelism. Be like, you know, Jesus might not be Lord or God might not be real, so I don't want to go too mm-hmm. hard, but I want to like drive people to to consider it because it's my faith and yeah. I believe in it. Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Believing that Jesus is really Lord mm-hmm. is gonna drive us to do this. Yeah, that's right. I think the uh, other thing that t- is touched on there is sharing the gospel of Jesus is not primarily about trying to achieve some utility. As in, it's not like you're trying to um, check a box mm. or um, uh, 
it's it's pri- like there is that like you want to see people saved you want to see people come to know Jesus yes yeah but it actually flows out from um the goodness of declaring the news itself the reality mm. part of it yeah. it makes me think a bit about um 1 Peter chapter 2 so just one chapter yeah, earlier yeah. same book um where some people have sometimes asked you know are there passages in the bible that actually speak about um, God's people sharing the gospel with others um, other than the disciples. Mm. So this is one of the things as well that you'll need to think about from the book. Yeah, yeah. Is this idea of, well, does the Bible actually call on all Christians yes. to speak about Jesus to others? Yeah. I think that you can make a case for it in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, mm. where Peter writes, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Mm. I feel like what Peter's getting at here is that your identity as a Christian, as someone who's been chosen and saved and gathered as God's special possession, part of what it means for us to be a people is to praise him, to declare the truths of God who has saved us. Mm. Notice how here it's actually praise that is uh, in view, which might also, you, you could make a case that that's linked to Matthew 28 as well. Jesus is the one who has authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, we must speak about him. Mm. He is the Lord. He, this is the reality. Yeah. But if you get rid of sharing about Jesus, um, if you get rid of the praise dimension of it, it's just, no, I have it. I need to achieve some end from this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, again, that's there. But I think in its first instance, it's actually speaking um, in delight and yeah. truth about the reality of who God is. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I think as well, like, it's worth saying, so, I mean, the, um, the rest of John Dixon's uh, book will go on to kind of talk about... Um, so he, he kind of categorizes our sharing the faith in two ways. He says there's proclaiming the gospel mm-hmm. and promoting the gospel. Mm-hmm. Proclaiming is the word stuff, which is kind of what we've been talking about for the last five minutes. It's the word ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can't neglect the promoting the gospel as well. And he talks about he talks about areas of life where Christians kind of show their faith and promote the gospel, promote the goodness of Jesus mm-hmm. in terms of like their finances in terms of their music their worship in terms of their acts of general generosity um you know of time and energy in terms of their like f- forgiveness and um yeah elements like that so uh, stay tuned yeah and uh yeah i'll probably keep discussing that mm. uh, next week but yeah and our listeners should stay tuned we're going to take a short coffee break yes for you, it'll be near seamless. Yes. But we'll be back. Unless we decide to insert an ad in between. That's right. I think I've got an ad for the ESV Study Bible. Oh, very Where good. Go? Sponsored by Crossway. Sponsored by Crossway. So stay tuned. All right. Are you tired of your NIV? Sick and tired of inaccurate translation stuffing up the actual words of Jesus? Have you considered the ESV Study Bible? Get every juicy syllable straight from Jesus' mouth into your eyes with the ESV Study Bible. 
Now, direct from Crossway, shipped from America with the Yoda filter. Do you want to read your Bible and sound like a character from Star Wars? Order now, ESV Study Bible. Or, order the audio ESV Study Bible, read out by Polycarp. One of the Apostolic Fathers. <laughs> I thought he was a Pokemon. <laughs> he may be a Pokemon too. <laughs> Alright, and that's our ad. Good oh, good oh. <laughs> to be clear, Pip and I both use the NIV. Yes. And no, it's a fine translation. Nothing against the NIV. We just the Niv. thought we'd be funny. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, let's get back into it. Where were we? Bible time. <laughs> that's right. We should do a coffee break every week. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, um, me, I'm sharing yes. now a bit about what I've been reading. What you been reading? Um, I have been reading Nahum. Ooh, Nahum. Nahum. So Nahum, and I finished Nahum uh, just the other day, but I thought I'd share from Nahum. Nahum is two books after Jonah. I always remember Nahum, Nineveh. Oh, yeah. Nahum, Nineveh, because he talks a lot about... It's so about Nineveh. Nineveh. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's how I remember it as well, because Jonah, he goes to Nineveh. Yes. And so then two books later is Nahum talking to Nineveh. Yes. There you go. Anyway, uh, Nahum. Um, also. Yes. <laughs> Nahum, uh, if you rearrange letters, human. Right? Ah. And Jonah was a human. <laughs> <laughs> That was Micah, Amos, Joel, Zephaniah. To be fair, so is Nahum. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I keep interrupting. James, what have you got to share from Nahum? I think I just got checkmated. (laughs) By the way, I think we should uh, play chess with Jack. Yeah, we should. And you should commentate. I'll we should do it like, um, like he, simultaneous. Like yeah. him playing two boards. Uh, so ah, yes. Board. Yeah. That's right. That'd be great. <laughs> anyway, Nahum. Um, Nahum is a three-chapter book from the Old Testament. Uh, it's one of the minor prophets. And in particular, what he's doing is, uh, this is a prophecy against Nineveh. Um, from verse 2 of chapter 1, The Lord is a jealous and avenging God. The Lord takes vengeance and is filled with wrath. The Lord takes vengeance on his foes and vents his wrath against his enemies. The Lord is slow to anger, but great in power. The Lord will not leave the guilty unpunished. His way is in the whirlwind and the storm, and clouds are the dust of his feet. We see this incredible picture of God straight up from the top in chapter 1. How the one true living God is... uh, just, wrathful, uh, slow to anger, um, but it, and, and judges. Mm. And we see these descriptions of his power and his wrath. We also see verse 7, The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. Verse 8, But with an overwhelming flood, he will make an end of Nineveh. He will pursue his foes into the realm of darkness. Two thoughts from me. Mm. First of all, this is the God of the Bible. This is the God who we see in Jesus Christ. And that might perplex us. Now, by the way, that thing about this is the God we see in Jesus Christ, um, 
tonight we are starting like sort of a salt leaders getaway thing and, and training the leaders this weekend mm. with diving deep into the Bible and doing a bunch of stuff. But one of the passages that we're going to be looking at tonight with the salt leaders is John chapter 14, uh, verse 9, where Jesus says, Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say show us the Father. Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? In other words, to see Jesus, you are seeing what God is like. Mm. You are, But more than that, you are actually seeing God. Mm. Um, and when you read these words in Nahum and you go, is, this, is, is my picture of Jesus, how does it fit with these words here, right? Now, granted, it's not our job to try and fit the Bible together. The Bible fits together. The problem is us and our perceptions. Mm. How do we fit into the way the Bible describes things? Uh, that's the first observation I wanted to draw. The second one is that I think that the ordering and the placement of these minor prophets, um, it, it actually gives us a really big holistic picture because I've... And I, and I haven't done my research on this, but I'm pretty sure that this would have come after Jonah's call to them to repent. Mm. God cares about Nineveh. He actually sent a prophet to Nineveh uh, to, be, to show his mercy, his, his slowness to anger, to call them to repentance. It's not like God uh, was jealous, avenging, wrathful, um, ready to punish out of nowhere. No, actually, it's... This is his right and just response to a people who he had already shown kindness to, mm. as we see in Jonah. And yet, um, it, it appears that that repentance uh, was not lasting. Yeah, yeah. And so he is just. Yeah. And I think that just that, that sort of, when I was reading it, that thought in my mind and going, actually, what we see revealed here is a God who is long-suffering, but who will punish the guilty. Mm-hmm. And yet he, you need to read this with Jonah as well, mm. where you see that he was gracious with them. So Jonah came before Nahum? I think so. Okay. I think that would make sense as well in, the, in light of sort of the arc that we see here. Okay. Because with Jonah, you know, it was um, God's going to um, judge this nation if you don't repent. Mm. Um, and then they do repent. But then what we see in Nahum is this... Like, it seems like a pretty final um, set of words of judgment mm. um, that you read of the, the rest of the book. Mm. Uh, maybe I'm speaking from ignorance here, right? <laughs> and, and friends uh, who are listening, um, please don't um, just take what I'm saying about it right now as, as absolutely true. Um, but I think that there is a point here, at the very least. Like, in terms of order, even if what I'm saying about the order is wrong, we see the judgment and justice of God, and we see the mercy and grace of God. Mm. And they're, they're, they're not at odds with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, those are some thoughts for me. What do you think about some of those things that I was sharing? Yeah, no, totally. I, and I think it's... Um, it's the, the God that we see here, I think, is the same in the New Testament as yes. well. Mm. Uh, you know, God has shown us, inc- you know... The, the fullness of his grace in sending Jesus to die for us. Like, I mean, that's just, you know, he's shown us his love, he's shown us his mercy. Um, and yet, he is still, even today, a God of justice and vengeance and, you know, he, he's got jealous for our affections and, mm. 
and he will judge those who reject him. And so, yeah, the God, the God here, and I guess, uh, you know, Nineveh's situation serves as a warning for us. Mm. God shows grace to them. Yes. Uh, but when they reject him, mm. he also shows justice towards them. Mm. And it's the same with us. Yes. And I think, uh, does Jesus kind of say a similar thing where he says, like, you know, maybe it's not Nineveh, but it's like um, the the Tower of Siloam kind of thing, where it's like, yeah. you know, um, yeah, like this, these people serve as a warning. To yes. You. And you think about Luke 13. Yeah. Luke 13, where... I think we've talked about this in the yeah, we have, we this have. long switch. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Um, yeah, that's long switch, that's right. Where he says, um, verse, uh, verse 1 from Luke 13, Now there were some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Jesus answered, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. All those 18 who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you too will all perish. Mm, yeah. I was just thinking, this also is, um, I remember reading Revelation with someone, and they were saying, wow, Jesus just seems so harsh and wrathful and vengeful in Revelation. Like, this is, doesn't seem like the Jesus of, of the Gospels. Mm. But actually, now that I'm thinking about reading Nahum, it's like, no, it, it, it's a continuity. It's the same God. Mm. It's like, you see Jesus. The Jesus described in Revelation is the God described in Nahum and mm. the Old Testament, and it's the one we see in the Gospels as well. But we also see it, yeah, like you see here in his... his he calls people to repentance, mm. and yet there is woe and judgment for those who will not repent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we need to be able to, we need to change our own perceptions of Jesus if we can't stomach that in the, in the sense of, no, Jesus, the Jesus I follow would never be like that. I don't think, I don't say stomach it in the sense of be completely at peace with it. Mm. I think we need, like, it's right for us to feel a sense of horror and shock and awe um, at the wrath of God. Mm. Yeah. But to say, oh, therefore, there's, no, no, that can't be the Jesus that I follow. You're not actually reading the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, and, yeah, oh, sorry, yeah, you know, like I was going to say, it, 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 all this stuff, it ties into the, the idea that we're talking about previously of having reverence yes. for Jesus. Yes. Um, I think as a culture, uh, Australian culture is, is typically ir- irreverent, mm. even towards its... Uh, you know, it's um, the people in charge. It's authorities. Oh, especially towards the people in charge. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, you know, think about how we talk about ScoMo or who, how we talk about whoever. Um, yeah, so I think as Christians, we've got to avoid importing that cultural, um, you know, habit mm. to Jesus. Like, yes, we cannot treat Jesus with um, irreverence. And I'm in danger of doing that. Because I like to joke around and I like to, no. you know, <laughs> I, I am quite irreverent, you know, just as in my personality. Um, but I, that's something I need to repent of and, and to be careful, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. 
and to, and to review Christ as Lord. Mm, yeah. Yes. And I think that having a right view of the reverence of God, uh, the wrath of God, and the grace of God, it helps us to glory even more in the Lord Jesus and what he's done for us. Mm. helps us understand the cross mm. all the more. I mean, we've, we've said this so many times, but the, the, you know, the, the higher a view you have of your own world, like you know, goodness, the less of a view you'll have of the cross. Mm. But if you see just how serious the judgment of God is, um, you really get more of a sense of just how gracious the death of Jesus for us is. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. So those are some of my thoughts from Nahum. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Thank you for listening. The human. <laughs> the human. Nahum the human. That's right. Um, Pip, uh, we don't have any uh, questions from the text line. Uh, text line. The email. The email. Today, but people can always email us at... The Bible Boys with a Z at gmail.com. Or you can just shoot us a DM... Slide into our DMs on Instagram. That's right, Bible underscore boys. Yeah. Pip, I'm really, really um, impressed with all the work you've been doing on our Instagram. Lots of memes. That's it. I, I do have something to call you out on, though. What's this about? Now, you've made some really great posts and videos, but I have a factual error to point out. Oh, no. Is this a disi- the 12 disciples? No, 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 that one was fine. Because okay. that, I know you were trying to do a memory thing. Yeah, yeah. They're right. Because, yeah. Is this the books of the Bible? The books of the Bible one. What have I done? Because you said that the book of Hebrews is one of Paul's letters. Ah, uh, yes. Traditionally. That's true. Ascribed to Paul. Traditionally which is, ascribed to Paul. I'm pretty sure in the ordering of the Bible, yeah. that's why they put it. Fair enough. But the, the, the ambiguity of Hebrews. Yes is why it's in its own category. Yeah. So it should really be in Paul's letters to communities, mm. which come before his letters to individuals. Mm. But it's, I think it's tacked at the end because of the amb- ambiguous nature of its authorship. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Now, I might have just made that up. <laughs> uh, so no, 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 fair enough. If you're, if you're listening to this and you're like, why is Hebrews tacked with Paul's letters in the Bible? Firstly, that's a very niche question. Good on you. Um, and secondly, just look it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a tax during college. I, I'm seriously, can I just say this? We should have done an ad for Wikipedia because I'm really getting around like Wikipedia and uh, like using it just to learn things. Because Wikipedia, like nowadays when I look at, I look at some books and I'll be like, I don't need to read that. I can just like look at the Wikipedia page. Like books... Like, I don't think reading a book just to get... Like, if your goal is just to get the, the facts, the basic facts, mm-hmm. a Wikipedia page will do, do just fine. Mm. You read a book to get an opinion or, or, a, or a curation, a particular curation of facts and commentary yes. infused. So, yeah, I think that's changed. Um, but um, can I say this as well? Um, I... Talking about Wikipedia, talking about learning online... There's this website that I've been using to memorize countries in the world and where they are. Yeah, right. I used to think that Spain and Mexico were the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> not wow. re- not recently when I was in like primary school. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know my ge- my natural geography is yes. pretty bad. Yeah, right. There's this website. I think it's called C S E T E R A or something. S E S-E-T, like Setiera or something. Oh, right, yeah. And, and it's got this game 
where it'll it has a map of the world yeah. and like you can click on each country and it says it'll come up yes. with China. Click on China. Yes. And and it's really good for if you if you're someone who doesn't really know the map of the world well and you want to learn it. Man, that's a that's a good thing to use. Just nice. Google that. Oh, that sounds great. Now, I'll why check it out. why did I bring that up? Just why like, did you bring it up? I don't know. Okay. Okay, but I feel like there are some things that you know you should like if you don't want to look like an idiot. <laughs> there are some things you should know. Like what a okay. Here's his okay. This is a quiz time for Janet. All right, all right, go go go. Hit me. I'm not saying you look like an idiot if you don't get this right. I sometimes do. Name the continents. Okay. Yeah. Uh, on, on there now. Okay. North Let's go, America. James. Let's North America. Name. South America. Yeah. Asia. Yes. Africa. Yes. Australia. Yes. Antarctica. One more. Oh, what am I missing? Oh, Europe. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, I was like, what am I missing? Europe. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got seven. There you go. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that correct? That is correct. Awesome. Whereas... You know, a couple of weeks ago, if you asked me that, yeah. I don't think I would have said South America and oh, North America is two different yeah. continents. Because, you know, to yes. be honest, there's a lot of things that I skate by on. Yeah. You know? Gotcha. There's a lot of little blank things. Not. If you got me to list all the books of the Bible in order, yes. I don't think I'd be able to do it. But this is what I want to go back to the video. It's a great video you made. Listeners, if you haven't watched this video that Pip made on like books of the Bible in the order... It was really, really good. I watched it. I really liked it. I watched it with Viv. She really liked it. There you go. Good on you. Yeah. And we loved your how to remember the names of the 12 disciples thing. Yes. I'm actually going to use that. Yes. The dip, now, the, there is a thing with that, which is that some of the disciples have multiple names that yes. they go by yes. in the Gospels. And so you'll, you might read and you'll be like, who's Levi or who's, um, yes. that, you know. Um, yeah. So you just, yeah, the way, I, I don't think I've nailed it really in my head yet, but... I remember those 12 the way that I did in the video. Yeah. And then you just got to try and remember the, the other names of life. You know, a few weeks ago, you posted a video on Instagram, which was like, which disciple are you? Yes. And you were Kenneth. Kenneth. I did the same thing, and I also got Kenneth. Oh, my goodness. We're both Kenneth. We're both Kenneth. Who is Kenneth? I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, I think it's just a guy. Maybe Kenneth is actually, like, James's mm. nickname. Mm. Could be. <laughs> Kenneth. I don't think that's a that's a first century name. Yeah, that's right. Do you know a Kenneth? Um, I know a Kenny. I oh, know yeah. A Kenny. Oh yeah. Do you reckon his proper name is Kenneth? No, I don't think so. Okay. But no, I don't know a Kenneth. <laughs> Kenneth's warehouse is that a thing? Kenneth's warehouse. No, that's oh, chemist warehouse. Chemist warehouse. <laughs> 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 uh, that's great. That's great. Hey, uh, you know, Viv and I are um. We finished season one of The West Wing. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah. So we're into season two now. She's really, really liking yeah. it. Yeah. The first, like, three or four seasons are the best. Oh, they're It's so one good. of those things that goes down after, because the main Martin Sheen. Yeah. Is it after a while? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I think, I think it, it's the writing. That's sort of... Anyway. Yeah. Aaron Sorkin. 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 That's right. Um, yes, 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 yes. Uh, I was going to say... Um, what were you going to say? Uh, so went to me with PJ. Oh, Phil Jensen. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Um, and yeah, so gonna help him put the podcast on. Oh yeah, that's right. We 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 haven't given an update on how that meeting went. Yeah, no, it was it was good. It was yeah, good. so you met with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, it was it was really it was actually really cool because like he's like seventy five and he's and he's still think like he's thinking how do I um you know he's got a, a wealth of material that he's produced, 
uh, audio and stuff like that. It's like, how does he make that accessible to people? And I, it was it was kind of surreal. I'm like, he, like here's this guy's, and I'm like showing him how like a um, you know, podcast apps work like Spotify and stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean the main the main issue is if you want to listen to like a Philip Jensen sermon from like two thousand, mm-hmm. you've got to go to the website. You gotta search it. You've got to search it. You've got to load up their little media player thing. It's all a bit clunky, and so like we're trying to get all of them onto Spotify and yeah, Apple nice. iTunes and stuff like that. So you're so gonna be doing that for the. For I'm, I'm gonna be helping like a mixture of like just consulting and giving uh, you know advice on what to do nice. and maybe doing some of the grunt work as well. Yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah, so no, that's good. That's good. Um, hopefully. Yeah, it started off because I, you know, when I went to the, um, listen to a podcast when I'm like going for a walk or a run or something, yeah. I like, you know, look up John Dixon, I look up like, you know, Andrew Heard, look up, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'd always be like, oh, I wonder what is available with like Philip Jensen old sermons. Yeah. And there's only like 10 or something. Yeah. And I'm like, what's the deal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he's given more than 10 sermons. Like, That's right. You know, That's right. anyway. Wealth of resources. Yes. yes. Well, thank you for helping with that. Like, it's really, like, you, you shared with me that you were going to be doing some help, like, helping them a bit, and that's that's really great. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. looking forward to it. Um, yes, yes. So, look, I'm looking forward to this, a, a new phase of life, you know, uh, you know, move place and doing the Bible Boys a bit differently. You yeah. Know? Um, but I'm looking forward to it. And it. more reels are coming. Oh, good. Okay. So people have been saying, what's happened with the reels? What's happened with the reels? Okay. Actually, no one's been asking that. I just <laughs> I assume... Know. I've had some people ask me. I assume there are people out there who are thinking, what happened to those reels? Yeah. Uh, I've had two people ask me. I've been writing down ideas. Oh, good. Okay. All right. So, you know, I've got a reel about Martin Luther coming up. Oh, good. Why 95 theses? Oh, good. Why not 100? Couldn't you think of like... Five a nice more? round number. Nice round number, you yes. know? And it really calls it a thesis... More of a pamphlet, <laughs> wasn't it? More like a statement, actually. It was a, it was a, it was a couple of statements, yeah. Like how big was it? It was like it was one, like one page. Yeah, it's an A four. You can write it on one page. Yeah, it's a one pager. Like yeah. Martin Luther comes, it's like here is my thesis. It's like sorry to break it to you, man, but <laughs> Marty, <laughs> my boy, it's more of a, it's a one pager. Yeah, that's what <laughs> we call it. You know? um, that's right. Anyway. That's it. That's it. Thank you for listening to another week of uh, what you know. I assume it's been gold. Yes, that's right. Uh, oh, actually, sorry. One quick thing before. Oh finish. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to um, one of our listeners, Laura, who left us a really nice review. Oh wow! Okay. On Apple Podcasts. Uh, thank you, Laura, for your kind words to us. The review reads as follows: Premium. That's the name of the review. Five mm. stars. I always look forward to the Bible Boys episodes for hilarious banter that ends up making me genuinely think deeper about the Bible. Thanks, Pip and James. Oh, thank you, Laura, for thank the review. You, Listeners, you can leave us a review on different podcasting apps. You can share us with your friends. You can like us. You can listen to more. Mm. You can follow us on Instagram or on YouTube. Yes. You can watch. You can write a little essay about us and post it on Facebook to your friends and family. You can look us up on um, uh, uh, Pinterest. We won't be there, but you can look us up. (laughs) But uh, listeners, we do hope that this has been an entertaining and edifying Mm. uh, bit of time when you've been listening to The Bible Boys. We will see you next week. See ya. Bye.